Life is busy. Disciple making is slow, but we can find rest and hope in Jesus. Welcome to 419 Moment of Encouragement, created to bring you short messages, scriptures, testimonies, and prayers to keep us focused on the kingdom of God and His promises. Hello and welcome to this episode of 419 Disciple Makers Moment of Encouragement. In the early 1500s, only scholars could read God's Word. The only legal Bible was in Latin, which most common people could not understand. Since they could not read God's Word for themselves, they had to rely upon others to tell them what it said. It was illegal to own an English Bible or even memorize Scripture. In fact, in 1519, seven Christians were burned to the stake in Coventry, England, for teaching their children the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments in English. Can you imagine? Well, William Tyndale wanted to change this. He was a highly educated man, fluent in several languages, including Greek and Hebrew. And here's what he said. Not only can an accurate English translation be done, it should be done. The scriptures of God are being hidden from people's eyes. The only way the poor people can read and see the simple plain word of God is that if it is turned into their mother's tongue, into English. Well, that was a big no-no back then. And the doctor of divinity in England, him and uh, Tyndale, William Tyndale, had this conversation. And Tyndale says, I defy the Pope and all his laws. In fact, if God spares my life, I intend to make it possible for a common farmer, a plowman, to know more about Scripture than you do. So William Tyndale had this big heart. He wanted to make uh, God's Word known to the everyday people, to uh, those who spoke English. And so within a year of Tyndale's conversation with this doctor of divinity, he decided it was no longer safe for him to stay in England. So he traveled to Germany, and there he lived under an assumed name while he worked to finish his translation. When spies from England found him in Germany, he escaped to Belgium, where he printed thousands of his New Testament. In 1526, Tyndale's English New Testament began trickling into England. The scriptures, now referred to as the pirate edition, were made in smaller conventional books. This made it easy to smuggle them in in bales of cotton and containers of wheat being shipped to England. Sort of hard for us to imagine that, isn't it? Within the next 10 years, Tyndale's New Testament was widely distributed throughout England. Bible truths were now available to everyone, and many people discovered they could have a personal relationship with Jesus based on His Word. At the same time, anyone caught with this illegal book faced severe persecution. This is the 1500s. Prisons started overflowing with thousands of Christians, and many were executed. Weekly reports of persecutions would come to Tyndale, who remained in exile in Europe and continued his translation of the Old Testament. Even two of Tyndale's close friends were burned at the stake. Even church officials, one persecutor became a martyr after finding truth in Tyndale's work. In the spring of 1535, a man named Henry Phillips arrived in Antwerp, where Tyndale had been hiding. In hopes of a reward, Phillips took it upon himself to betray Tyndale. 
He befriended him with an ambush plan. Tyndale spent the next 18 months in prison near Brussels, Belgium. With help from Miles Coverdale, he was able to complete part of the Old Testament. During his stay in prison, his powerful preaching and sincerity of his life and love for Jesus influenced those around him. The jailer and the jailer's daughter and several others within the jail accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. On October 6, 1536, William Tyndale was taken from his dungeon and strangled. Then his body was burned. His very last words were a fervent prayer. Lord, open the King of England's eyes. God honored Tyndale's prayer. Within three years, the King of England gave instructions that a copy of the Great Bible, completed by Tyndale's co-worker, Coverdale, included his New Testament and the Old Testament be placed in every church in England. Tyndale's translation was so accurate that 75 years later, when the King James Version of the Bible was published, it was based largely upon Tyndale's work. In fact, about 90% of the words remain exactly the same as he wrote them. Many people today don't know that countless martyrs shed their blood to make God's Word available, not only in English, but many other languages. Having Scripture available in the language of the common people challenged the established church to return to the scriptural origins and rediscover the truth and the power of a personal, a very personal and very loving relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So what if these courageous men and women had not taken a stand for making God's Word available to everyone? Would we be Christians today? Let's value God's Word. Let's open it. Let's read it. Let's consume it. Let's dig into it. And if it's difficult to understand, then find some people to learn it with. Get in a discipleship group, in a small group. Get in a place where you are talking about God's Word. It is transformative. And then thank God for His Word. What a true gift it really is to us to be able to hear and read and meditate upon and pray the scriptures is such a gift for us today that sometimes we overlook it. Sometimes we have many copies of the Bible and never even open them. So my encouragement for you today is open God's word. Read it with others. Be transformed by it and thank him for it. It is truly a beautiful gift. Until next time peace and love. Join us next time as we stay faithful and find joy in our journey with Jesus.